last time on the Side Story Special. The players all met one another at the Shell's Enlightenment, a tavern located in the port town of Dolren. Everyone had their own reasons for being there at that particular time. Des was working for the tavern owner, Konmei, while she was a traveling merchant that was selling goods to Konmei. And Captain Rainey was supposedly meeting a friend. Benno and Pio were also here to rest while on their travels. However, it wasn't long until Doran was attacked by the soldiers of Kodar, which forced everyone to retreat before getting caught. After battling the group of Kodarians, the party was finally able to escape Doran by sea, thanks to the help of an orc by the name of Turaka. The players now set sail towards the Iwatsuni Isles in hopes of escaping the dangers of the Kodarians. Side Story Special, Misadventures Ahoy, Part 2. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Taverns and Caverns Side Stories, everyone. If this is your Dungeon Master, Haphazard DM, and we have a fun returning cast with us today. It is going to be another episode following the great mouse VTuber Desperos and the great fox VTuber Rainian crew. We also have Sliv, Naku, and Pecan. Yes, that is right. We are going to be continuing where we left off on our crazy wild adventure with this crew and how they escaped the Kuldarians in the nation of Aloria. They're currently in the middle of the sea on a ship and Rainy's character, I'm sorry, not Rainy, Dez's character just threw a spoon of soup at Benno, who is Naku's character, straight in the face. And we've had some wild things happening, but we're going to pick up right where we left off. And if we remember, right at the end of the last episode for the side story, there was a yell from up above in the ship. One of the orcish fishermen that's part of the crew in the ship yelled for everyone to come up above because they were under attack by something or someone. We don't know just yet, but that's exactly where we're going to pick off. <laughs> and really quick, my players are having this weird chat in Roll20 and I'm, it's cracking me up. I don't know <laughs> So everyone, you have your characters up on the ship now on the new map. And when the party all rushes up above, you can see the orc that yelled for all of you. He is steering the boat at the wheel, and he is looking worried. He's sweating, and he is frightened. As I'm not going to make anyone make perception checks, because you all see this in the middle of the day. It's still daytime, so you do see what's on the boat. All over the boat, on the sides of it, you can see these claw-like fish hands clawing at the side of the boat, crawling onto it. And what you see are these medium-sized creatures that look like sea people. They're like sea fish people. They're called Sahagwins in the world of D&D or in the world of Reverie. They're called, they're called Sahagwins. They're basically a race of monsters that live in the ocean and will attack travelers from time to time for whatever reasons so you all see there are several of them can i adopt one <laughs> i mean you can try they're not friendly <laughs> sahagwins are pretty evil now in the world of reverie i'm going to say sahagwins are very common so your characters all have a general idea of what these creatures are they're widely known and you all already know that they're probably going to be evil in some way and attempt to either kill you or take whatever loot you might have on the ship. So they're basically pillaging the ship and who knows if they're going to want to kill you or not. 
but you all have an idea that they're not there to become friends. They all have these spears in hands, and they have claws sharp enough to do damage to you. But with all these Sahagwins now climbing onto the boat, what I'm doing here is I know it's been about a month since we've played. I wanted to give you all a quick re-lesson or a quick uh, test of combat just to make sure you remembered some of the stuff from combat. I know we did a lot of role-playing last time, and we had the combat with the soldiers that only took a portion of the session. So I wanted to reinforce some of the things we learned from last session's combat. This is going to be kind of a practice combat, depending on what happens. It might not be practice. It might be your last if you all decide that, or the dice decide that you all aren't worthy enough to continue the story. But hopefully that's not the case. But you have evil happy now, so you <laughs> asked for it, so you're in trouble. <laughs> oh no! So before we begin combat, you all can see, again, the Sahagwins are boarding your ship. Some of them are on the ship now. Some of them are still climbing, speaking out in the Sahagwin tongue. Unless any of you know Sahagwin, which I don't think any of you do. But if you do have it, you'll mm. understand them. If you don't, you have no idea what they're saying. But you can hear them all going. <laughs> Before we begin combat, remember, we're going to do what's called initiative. And that's determined who goes first in the turn order. Oh, she with a 20. She, that's oh. a... Oh. <laughs> I guess I'm going to roll all 20 today. There you go. <laughs> and then we have Captain with a 9, Benno with a 4, Dez with a 5, Pio with a 17. Oh my god, Benno. Nice. <laughs> Close buddies, let's go. Pio has a 17. And remember for Naku, your character, or Benno, Shikoshi, your steel defender, is going to go on the exact same turn as you, Benno. Goes right after you or before you, however you want to do it. So we have she, Pio, Captain, or I should say Rainy as Captain on the name, <laughs> Dez, and then Benno. And then I'm going to roll some dice myself to see when the Sahagwins go. I wrote a four. So the Sahagwins, I will just say the Sahagwins go after Benno because Benno has a four as well. So I'll put enemies on the turn order and they have a four. So you all get to go oh first. Oh my God. They're all busy climbing the ship. The orc was able to spot them fast enough to warn the party. Let's go ahead and start with she. She, you have a 20 on your initiative. So what are you doing? She, you can see that these sea creatures are looking intimidating and they're most likely going to be attacking you. Uh, can I ask if there's such thing as throw distance? Yes, you may. There is such thing as throw distance. What are you trying to throw? The fish that I picked up at, I guess, the one that's closest to me. So I want to, as a a free action, if it's possible, or as a secondary action, if I don't move. What are you trying to, are you trying to do damage? Or, Um, I guess, if you're trying to, as a distraction. Okay. um, Or to kind of confuse it. Okay, I was going to say, if you're trying to damage it, that's going to be an action. If you're just trying to throw it near it, to to throw it off, we'll go ahead and say that's a quick, uh, we'll just say that's, we'll say it's a free action, because you're just interacting with that item, you're just throwing it. So, as far as throwing that that fish, you're trying to throw it to the closest Sahagwan near you, which is about about 20 feet, 15 feet away from you, so you can easily do that. Okay. So, she's going to reach into his jar and pull out the fish that he just recently bought from the captain of the ship. Toss it right at the, uh, the face of the Sahagwan closest to him. Take this, fish people. (laughs) (laughs) All right, she says, 
I read it in a book once. They're allergic to fish and tosses it at, at their face. <laughs> <laughs> so you toss that fish at the face or next to its like next to its face? Uh, next to it or uh, at its face, um, oh. whether it hits or not. It's... Okay, so if you're going to throw it at its face, go ahead and make me an attack roll with with uh, one of your ranged weapons. Do you have a ranged weapon, she? Yes. Yeah, so go ahead and click on whatever ranged weapon you have, and that will say that's your attack roll to see if the fish hits at this point. <laughs> In this case, you might do damage, so this is this is going to be your action if you do this, since you're like directly throwing the fish at its face to possibly do damage. You still have your bonus action, your movement action, though, if you do this. Okay, and for a bonus action, I can do another attack, or? Bonus action, you can only do a spell that's okay. considered bonus action only. So spells can either be considered an, a full action or a bonus action. Okay. Well, I thought I had a ranged weapon, but I'm not actually seeing one. Okay, no problem. If that's all, if you don't see one, just roll me a straight 1d20 and then add your dexterity modifier. You throw the fish at the Sahagwan's face, and as you do so, the Sahagwan opens its mouth and bites down on the fish and begins to chew at it. Oh you're my not, god. You're not able to <laughs> harm the Sahagwan with only a six. And as it does so, you can see that it is disgustingly chewing on the fish, tearing it to shreds. And it looks at you, she, while it's chewing. <laughs> All right, she will scream. I was wrong. It likes fish. <laughs> oh my god, they're all cannibals. Oh my god. <laughs> all right. Yeah, do you do all anything right. else, Shoot. So as a second action, then I will cast one of my spells. God, everything I'm looking at just says one action. Your healing word is a bonus action, but that's a healing spell. Right. You have Misty Step, which is a bonus action. That allows you to basically teleport 30 feet. Uh, what is that on the ground next to me? Is that rope? Rope. Rope and barrel. Uh, for my bonus action, could I uh, grab some of that rope um, and just kind of prepare it uh, in case I want to use it on my next turn? Yeah, of course. That'd be, yeah, you could do that. Simple enough. You're going to go right. howdy so. cowboy on us? Yeehaw! Yeehaw! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, for a bonus action, then she will she will reach down into the corner of the boat and pick up that rope, throw it over his shoulder, and uh, uh, prepare it. Just in case someone gets near. Okay. Sounds good. Do you stay where you're at? Do you move anywhere? Um, I'll stay where I am. Okay. I think that's a decent position. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. If that's the case, Pio, it is now your turn. Yes. And the first thing that will come to this kitty's head is, can I set this on fire? Oh, God. <laughs> what are you trying to set on fire? You see, you see, you see this, this C-man right here on my right? I'm Pio. Would like to cast Sacred Flame. Oh God! Okay, yeah, you may, you may, you attack it with Sacred Flame. There's the Sahagwan that's literally ten feet away from Pio, who's climbing on top. This is the same Sahagwan that chewed up the fish that she threw at. But you may attempt to cast Sacred Flame. All right. Oh, it's a Dexterity save. Okay, so it's not an oh. attack roll. I have to make a Dexterity save. Okay. So Pecan, or I'm sorry, Pio. You begin to cast Sacred Flame. I have to make a roll. I rolled a 7 plus whatever the Sahagwan's dexterity is. It's not going to be higher than a 15. So it fails. So you do 3 radiant damage to the Sahagwan. As it's climbing the ship, she throws that fish at it. And the Sahagwan begins to chew at the fish. While it's 
preoccupied staring at Shi, you're able to cast Sacred Flame and it begins to burn the left arm of the Sahagwan. And as it does so, it begins to shake its arm violently and it looks over at you. It's upset. <laughs> damage or damage. But for three radiant, three radiant damage you're able to do to it. Do you do anything with a bonus action? I know you have one of your spells. You can give someone additional armor class uh, defense as one of your bonus actions. I know you did that last time. I don't know if you want to do it again, but you do have your bonus action you can do, and then you can make a movement if you want. I would like to cast, P.O. would like to cast Shield of Faith on Captain or Rainy. Okay, so whoever receives that is going to gain, I believe, a plus two to their armor class? Yes. Okay. So which of the two are you wanting to give it to? I wanted to give that to Captain. All right. So, Rainy, whenever I attack you and I ask you what your armor class is on your character mm-hmm. sheet, always add two to that. All right. Do you move anywhere, Pio? After uh, doing so. I'll, I'll move about... I'll move... I don't know how many feet that is. That, so, each square is five feet. And I'll move ten feet to... Distant myself a bit from the two from the two Sahagwins that that Good uh, choice. were close to you. Now you're now behind yeah. Orc, who's staring the wheel, and he looks over his shoulder after seeing she throw a fish and Pio light the Sahagwin's arm on fire. He's just he's still sweating <laughs> while he's steering the ship. He's just like he, he takes the left hand and wipes his forehead. Oh my god! <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll back up the homie. Guys, back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Captain or Rainy, it is now your turn. Should I be mean? <laughs> uh, I would. I, I would be mean because these monsters are not going to be nice. Now the Koldarians, the Koldarian soldiers, you could. I mean, you could have talked to them and maybe struck a deal. These Sahagwins, most likely not. They're they're monsters that are pure evil. Ah, okay. I'm gonna assume I can role play before or after. Can't Whenever you want. Role play okay. to your heart's content. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. I could be smart, but I want to have fun. So <laughs> I'm going to do something stupid. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Can I use a prestidigitation? Yes. <laughs> you had this, th- we had the same we had the same like line last time. <laughs> you called it Presty yeah. at the end. Presty. Of it. Presty. Presty. Let me use my pesto Presty. Uh, <laughs> I want to make a non-magical item that fits in my hand. Okay. And what is this magical non-magical item? What what are you making? I'm gonna need your help here, Happy. Uh, okay. Think of the most like unforgiving hot sauce you can ever think of. Oh my god! Okay. And throw it out the window because this is now that hot sauce. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I want it so hot that it could cause way more than discomfort. Like it can cause some form 10, of thousand decibels. Okay. <laughs> of okay. spice. Okay. A billion Scoville decibel. All right, so remember, prestidigitation cannot physically hurt someone. However, it can be cold or warm or whatever. It won't physically do damage, though. But, okay. I mean, uh, if it, you it can, can make be... it hot. You can make it hot. Yeah. Just kind of not, not hot. hot. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not, it's like, 
It's the temperature is not hot. It's just spicy hot. Okay. And I want to crush it on the on the fish fish person's fish person gills. Oh my god! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Rainy, you're able to do so. What you're gonna have to do is. With your press of dissertation, you have a range of 10 feet, so you don't have to get right next to the Sahagwin who's climbing the boat. As the Sahagwin's climbing the boat, you can see his its face 10 feet away from you. So you're able to toss this hot sauce towards its face. If you're going to do that, I'm going to say I'm going to have to make it a... We'll say it has to make a dexterity saving throw to avoid the hot sauce. What are you trying to do with the hot sauce? You're trying to, like... Trying to... See how, how, see the limits of their pain. <laughs> okay. Experimenting. <laughs> Experimenting. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Remember, Prestidigitation is like a, a trick spell. So it won't do, again, again, it won't do damage, but you can fool it. You can trick it. Yeah. So we'll definitely have to make it, I'll, I'll make a saving throw for it. What is your spell saving throw? That's what I have to beat in order to save. Okay, uh, 13. Okay, so I have to roll 13 or higher for it to for it to avoid it. If I roll lower than the 13, it fails. So you're throwing it at its eyes, trying to... And gills, trying to make it freak out, basically? Yes, and okay. fall off the boat. <laughs> okay, oh, okay, no, perfect. Uh, <laughs> all right, so I'm... The spies! So I made a roll, and its dex is a plus zero. So I rolled 12. All it has is a 12. I had to roll a 13 or more. It failed. <laughs> so Rainy, you summon up the extra spicy sriracha. And as you do so, you throw the sriracha towards the, the hogwin's face and gills. And it's not fast enough to avoid whatever you're throwing at it. It thinks it's real, despite it not being real. And it begins to freak out. And as it hits the eyes and gills, the hogwin is... Not bright enough to necessarily know what's going on. I'm going to get another roll to see if it knows. I rolled a two. So it's very dumb right now. It thinks it's completely real. And it begins to shriek out in, in not fear, but just in, in, in confusion. It's, and as it's freaking out, it lets go of the side of the boat and it falls back into the ocean. Damn, murdered with an illusion. <laughs> <laughs> I think well, we feel oh, rainy yeah. now. <laughs> Wait, but fish can swim. Yeah, so the, yeah, so he's not dead. He just falls into the ocean. He's just gonna have to take time to climb back up if, if he's if he's willing to after that nonsense. <laughs> still going, by the way. Are we like still driving this ship while we're going? Yes. So the the orc's still steering the ship. So the Sahagwin might get left behind here, depending on what's going on. But rainy, <laughs> that's your action. You can still move and role play or whatever. Yes, yes. Can I talk to the orc? Yeah. What do you say? Man, turn the boat just a little bit to the side and crush the fish man down there for me <laughs> <laughs> with the boat. <laughs> the the orc looks quickly at Rainy after seeing Rainy throw sriracha at this sea creature's face, and he's just like, "Ah, oh, I don't know if that's gonna work, but I'll do it anyways." And he begins to spin the steering wheel. To the to the right, wanting to try and turn the ship. He doesn't think it's going to do much, but he's doing it anyway. The ship slowly begins to turn left slightly to try and run over that Sahagwin. <laughs> and do you move anywhere, Captain? Uh, 
Do I move? Uh, or, you can, or you can stay where you're at. I'm gonna move. Okay, so you move closer to the edge of the ship where the fish or the sahagwan fell. Yes, and I, uh, I want to watch it get smushed by the boat. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> so as, you can confirm the kill! <laughs> as, you, as you step over to the, the edge where the sahagwan falls, you see it fall into the water. It goes underneath the waves. You don't necessarily see where it's at, but the boat quick, or I should say the boat slowly begins to cover where the Sahagwan fell. You're not sure if the boat heard it or if it's just under the boat. You do know that Sahagwans can swim, though. I mean, they are they are aquatic monsters. You're not sure if it's dead. It's it's not showing, though. It's not, it's not coming back up yet. Drive better! Squish the fish! <laughs> the orc's just like, I, I don't think it works that way, Captain! <laughs> Captain, no! Squish the fish! All right, with that then, Dez, you're hearing Rainy do all this, since you're right next to Rainy and the orc. What are you now doing, Dez? It's your turn. Dez looks over at the fish in disgust and wipes her paws together and just shrugs it off. And then she looks at the orc and then she says, I fucking hate fish. They are so disgusting. The texture is just so nasty and slimy. I just don't want to touch him at all. So, are you good at fighting at all, Mr. Orc? The Orc looks at you, uh, not necessarily. I, I'm mostly a fisherman. I can throw a trident and some nets, but I'm not much of a fighter. <laughs> what happens if I throw you as I grab on? Oh, God, don't throw me, please. <laughs> okay, I don't okay. want to get anywhere near those. I hate them more than you. All right. I look towards Pio and I say, do you want to go for a ride? <laughs> I mean, I love myself some fish. Okay, and here we go. the cat. Oh, God. <laughs> Grab Pio by the ears. and then the ears? Helicopter. I've got my ears. <laughs> I helicopter uh, with the centrifugal for- for- uh, force of 25, well, not really, but more like five miles per hour. <laughs> and I try to hurl it at the fish that's swimming. The fish that's swimming? Hey, actually, I'm no, going, I don't want to kill Pio. I don't want to kill Pio. Okay, so the one that is chewing on the fish that she threw at it. Yes. And that got yes. burned by Pio. Yes. Okay, I was about to say, you're throwing Pio off board. <laughs> I'm a cat. What am I about to do? <laughs> All right. So uh, since Pio is letting you do that, I'll go ahead and say that you're able to grab Pio. So what I want to want you to do is make me an attack roll, Des. Just go ahead and use your your unarmed strike attack because that's based off your dex, which this is going to be since you're throwing range. I'll say depending on what you roll will determine what happens here. You right. have to roll fairly well because you're actually throwing a person, which is a lot harder to do than throwing a spear, per se. Okay. Here we go, P.O. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah oh, let's go! Let's go! Oh my god, a 20, okay. So, Des, you're able to pick up. And remember, Des, you can still, I believe you have a certain number of shifts that you can do per day. I don't okay. know if you have more than one or not yet. I think you do. 
But remember, when you shift, you get more into, you become more of like a, a mouse like creature. But you're able to pick Pio up easily with your muscles. And as <laughs> you do so, Pio is balled up and you just throw Pio directly at the Sahagwan that's, that just got burnt by the radiant damage that Pio did to it. Uh, how do you throw it? Do you throw it like, like Pio is a baseball? Like you're a baseball pitcher or, or what? Well, I was imagining that Pio would be like planking and then I'd be oh, like... Oh, okay. Planking. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd like throw Pio like as if she, as if he was like a like a straight boomerang. Okay. So <laughs> let's go ahead and do that then. As you do so, you rolled a 20, which is incredibly good let's do some damage okay so <laughs> you you rolled six damage so as you throw the planked po po begins to i guess po do you spin in the air like a drill like you're from tengen topo girl lagan trying to pierce the heavens <laughs> hell or, yeah okay. trying to eat some fish <laughs> carry up that fish tonight so po again is a cat shifter po he has his arms pointing forward as he's spinning in midair with his claws out and he <laughs> does the giga drill breaker and he is able to slam into the Sahagwan for six damage which is a good amount of damage and as you do so I want Dex uh, I'm sorry Dez make me a strength roll so oh a 15 so this is going to determine if you're able to knock the Sahagwan back so I oh, have to make the water yes so I have to make a roll against your strength to see if it pushes it back so okay. I rolled a 10 plus its strength, which is not going to be more than a 15 or a 15. So as Pio does six damage, you are able to pierce into its scaly chest, Pio, drawing blood. And as you do so, the Sahagwan is pushed over to the side of the boat and it falls into the sea and just yells out, sit down. And it mm, falls into fish. the water for six damage. <laughs> All right, Dez uh, and Pio, you don't go overboard with it. You're you were able to stop right before falling off by hitting the. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> Dez, I hope. Dez, do you move anywhere or make any bonus action? Um, no, I'm good. Okay, it is now Benno's turn. Switch to my halberd thing. Okay. Oh, the bear shifter's pulling out the big weapon, the halberd. Oh, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so you want to attack the closest Sahagwin to you, to your left, or I should say to your right, Benno. So you can move towards the Sahagwin. You have enough movement to make it to it. And you can, can I toss it from here at the top of the stairs? Oh, you want to you want to throw your halberd at it? Yeah, the uh, mystery barrel that I picked up last time. Oh, you can throw the mystery barrel. All right. So go ahead and make me an attack roll then. So roll a d20 plus your dex. So just roll a d20 and then we'll add your dex, whatever your dex modifier is. Because when it comes to range attacks, it's always going to be based off your dexterity. Oh, no. Uh, All right. So, okay. So this is what happened. Naku rolled a natural one. And in fifth edition, natural ones aren't a thing. So normally a natural one means utter failure in other D&Ds. And a lot of the times it can be <laughs> negative things that take place if you roll a natural one. But you rolled a natural one. In this case, you're not going to hurt yourself there, since there's no critical failures in 5th edition. But because you rolled a one, Benno, as you take the mystery barrel that you grabbed from the docks at Aloria, 
You hold it over your head, and you're about to. Th- are, were you trying to like slide it down the stairs or throw it at him, like roll it I was or throw? Trying to hold on, throw it. Okay, so as you pick up your your barrel, what you're able to do right as you're about to throw the barrel, Benno, the barrel, ca- the lid to the barrel pops open, and as it does so, this small gnome falls out of the barrel. What are you doing? Don't throw me, man! <laughs> There. <laughs> there was a gnome that was hiding in the barrel, the mystery barrel. Did Haphazard plan this? No, he did not. But because there was a natural one, I had to do something. The small gnome just falls out the barrel. You're not able to throw it. And this this gnome looks up at you, Benno. He stands at about three three feet eight inches tall. He's pretty short, and he's kind of pudgy. And he's shaking his fists at you. What are you doing? I'm trying to stay hidden, man! Why are you throwing around a barrel? You're making me sick! Apparently the gnome is a stowaway, and he was hiding from the soldiers by hiding in his barrel. He had no idea that you picked him up because he fell asleep in the barrel. I'm gonna stay ahead. If you're not, if I'm not tossing you overboard, you're staying and fighting. And I'm gonna push him in front of me in the stairs. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Alright, the, the little gnome, he... He gets pushed up onto the stairs and he trips and he begins to, the pudgy gnome begins to roll down the stairs and he's sitting now at the bottom stairs next to Sakoshi and he seems to be confused and dazed, but we'll put this, this little guy right there next to Sakoshi. Benno, do you do anything else? I know you can still control Sakoshi on your turn. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to move Sakoshi to the mid stairs and I'm just going to Hunker down and prepare to defend the stairwell. All right, that gnome goes crashing down. He's like, what are you doing? No! No! And he's rolling down the stairs, and as he, as he hits the bottom of the stairs, he looks up, and the Sahagwin that's ahead of him in front is growling out, hissing. And the gnome's just like, oh my goodness! Oh, hell no! All right, it is now the enemy's Can turn. I, I'm oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Can I, in character, shout something out? Yeah, go ahead. It's okay. They're allergic to gnomes. I read it in a book once. <laughs> Wait, that's what you said about fish. <laughs> that didn't go well last time. <laughs> oh, make me, you. make me a make me a deception roll really quick. She, okay. I know it's not your turn, but make me a deception roll. I want to see if the gnome believes um, you. A fourteen. Okay, I'll make a roll. Oh my god, I rolled a four. I'm rolling terrible. So, <laughs> the D&D gods are wanting the chaos to ensue. So, <laughs> I rolled a four, which I failed for the gnome. The gnome, he looks back over his shoulder at she. What? They're allergic to gnomes? Alright! Let me go hug it! Yeah! Alright. <laughs> oh no. And the, the Sahag, when it, that's in front of the gnome, it charges at this gnome with its trident, because that's the closest person to this Sahagwin. And it, sw- it stabs down at the gnome with its spear. It has this large, or a medium-sized spear. And as it does so, the, the gnome holds his hands up over his, his face because he's, he's much shorter than the Sahagwin. He's considered a small humanoid, where the Sahagwin's a medium humanoid sized, you know, a sized humanoid. And the gnome's like, oh, wait! Wait! No, I'm supposed to hide you! No, no, no spear stabbing yet! And I rolled a 17, and that's going to deal damage to the gnome. The gnome takes six points of damage. 
so that's the Hogwin now stabbing the gnome at the bottom of the stairs. You can see that the stowaway gnome has a spear going into his left shoulder. And he's like, ah, it hurts. Oh, my God. And at that time, the other Sahagwin that are boarding the ship, they're actually able to finally board onto the ship. And as they do so, they look around and see that two of their allies were knocked off of the boat. The two that were knocked off, they are still trying to gather themselves. They're not able to swim back up just yet. So you don't see the two of them. You don't know what happened to them. Rainy, you're thinking you the ship probably ran over and killed it, but you have no idea. But with that, that's that's all that the other Sahagwins can do. They had to use most of their movements to climb on board. So they're stuck where they're at. She, it is now your turn. Actually, I want to make I'm going to make the gnome go at the same turn as the enemies. He just goes last. So after being stabbed, the gnome just goes, ah, ah, I heard you allergic. I'm going to hug you now. It hurts. And I rolled a two. The gnome tries to hug the Sahagwin. The Sahagwin holds out its left hand as if he was the little brother trying to punch at his older brother. He's just holding this gnome away. The gnome can't reach with his stubby arms. He's just trying to hug onto the Sahagwin at this point. You just see him holding the gnome back. It's kind of a, well, I should say it is a depressing sight to see. And he's not able to do it. She, it is not your turn. She will say, I probably should have mentioned that gnomes just make them itchy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And then I will. So the ones in the water are... uh... Uh, are they still in the water? Are they visible? or are they No, like... you cannot see them at this, at this point in time. Okay. Yeah, they're both underwater. Then in that case, I will probably cast Fairy Fire. Um, it's the range 60 feet. That should be plenty. Yeah, that's plenty to hit any of them, I would say. So I will do Fairy Fire on the one in front of the gnome. Okay. Uh, or is that um, only in an area? Uh, yeah, 20-foot cube. Yeah, so it's going to take an effect into that area. So if you want to hit only the Sahagwins, you'd want to cast a little further away. Yeah, so I will cast it right there. Should hit all three, I think? Yes. So I'll cast Fairy Fire right there. Okay. Fairy Fighter is basically going to help everyone out. It's like a debuff on the enemies. Right. So I have to make a saving throw, correct? Yes. Yes. Dexterity I'm trying saving to click throw. on it. Oh, you got it. it. It went. So any creature in the area when the spell is cast is also outlined in light. If it fails, a dex saving throw. So for the duration, the objects and affected creatures shed dim light in a 10-foot radius. Any attack roll against the affected creatures or objects has advantage if the attacker can see it. So basically, the three that were just affected, I'm making rolls here. Uh, that's a 13, that's that's under the 14, so it fails. That's another 4, that's a failure. And that's a 9, that's going to be a failure. So they all failed. So whoever attacks these Sahagwins, they're going to have advantage. Remember, when you have advantage, you take the higher of the two rolls. All right, so you're able to hit all three of them. Nice! I, I failed on all three. And that was an action, so if you have any bonus actions, you can still do that. Uh, as a bonus action, can I loot the barrel next to me? Yeah. She and looting these barrels, man. <laughs> <laughs> so as right. you loot the barrel, make me an investigation check just to see what you find. Okay. Okay. So you rolled a three. Uh, you're, you have a hard time opening the barrel, cracking it open, but you eventually do so. 
And as you're rummaging, you don't really seem to find all that much. The barrel is mostly empty. You find a couple of small tuna fish. Okay. And that's Can I take it. one and add it to my jar? You may. All right. Shurako will... is not above to catch you doing so like last time. So you, you can. <laughs> Hell yeah. Free fish. All right. And do you move right. anywhere or do you stay there? I think I will move right over here next to the next to the driver of the ship. Okay. You're right next to the orc and Des. All right. Perfect. With that, then, Pio, it is your turn. Yes, and I would like to move right next to Benno. All right, so Pio rushes over next to Benno. You see that gnome that was tossed down the stairs is now has a spear in its shoulder, and he's he's trying to hug onto this hogwin. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm going to cast Healing Word on okay. this little man. This oh, this man. We're gonna keep him alive. Okay. He's gonna join yes! us. <laughs> oh, he's gonna join you. You're gonna turn him. Okay. <laughs> All right, so go ahead and cast your healing word to see how much HP the gnome regains, because he did take a fair chunk of damage. All right, for six damage, he's healed. As you do so, he sees his shoulder that was stabbed by the spear begins to feel a bit better, and the wound slowly begins to close, and he looks down at his shoulder. Ah! It's healing! I'm magical! He has no idea you casted this. (laughs) Little man, you got this. I have faith in you. You're so pure. I have faith in you. All right. Did you do anything else? If not, it is Rainy's turn. And I would like to use Sacred Flame again. Once again, Redemption Arc. Got to try to burn the fish. Fish and yeah, because your, your healing word is a bonus action. So yes, you can do your Sacred, sacred flame. flame. Oh, okay. So if I fail, it takes. 10 damage. You rolled max damage. Let's go! Oh my god, I rolled a 9! Okay. I gotta save this little man. I'm determined. (laughs) This dice, let me switch my dice. The dice is not liking me tonight. Alright, let me switch my d20. And this is why why you want multiple dice. Alright, so you deal 10 points of radiant damage. The Sahagwin in front of the gnome, it hisses out from 10 points of damage. It's hurt. You hurt it pretty badly. Uh, that's what it deserves. It hurt our little man here. Our friend. <laughs> Alright, then with that, Rainy, it is now your turn. Can I give something to Des? Yeah, what, what are you trying to give to Des? I want her to use the thing that I, I'm gonna give her. Okay, yeah, so you're only about 15, 10, you're about 15 feet away from Des, so yeah, you may move up to Des and give her something. <laughs> Well, actually, (laughs) you gave me an idea. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to use Shape Water uh, Can Strip. Oh, Shape Water? Okay. Since we're surrounded by the sea, it's very fitting. So you're trying to shape some water. You won't be able to shape all of the water around you, but you can shape a small... No, no, no. You can shape a small portion of it. So what are you trying to... What are you shaping some of the water into so it says i could i can control a five foot cube amount of water yeah a five foot cube okay so that's way more than enough that's yeah. way more than enough okay <laughs> all right um hey this i have something for you i'm gonna make i'm gonna make you two really thick uh water spheres 
and I put hot sauce on the tip. <laughs> as his ears perk up, as she takes these two giant spheres of water with hot sauce into her <laughs> palms. Oh, what do I do with this? Happy birthday, go nuts. What? <laughs> <laughs> Random happy birthday. Oh my God. This hot sauce is so hot, but the water is toning it down. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, uh, frozen. It says you can freeze the water provided there's no creature in it. Oh. So it's an ice sphere with, um, with hot sauce on the tip. Oh, shit. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Captain. I knew I could count on you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> After all, we've known each other for so many years. And we get to, as I talk more and more about our background together. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you, you give Des this, this hot sauce. Uh, you can still move a couple more squares if you want, since you didn't make any full movement. Uh, do you, or do you just stay where you're at, Rainy? Let's just, let's just pretend that I'm sitting by the, um, this banister thing, and okay. I'm just like, Eating an imaginary popcorn, wanting to see if she if she uses the. <laughs> the okay. Just having a good time. Okay. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> All right. So you, you just chill by the steering wheel with Dez, she, and the orc. Dez is now your turn. What are you doing? Dez looks over at Captain and bounces one of the balls in her palm. Here, take one of these. I can't do it alone. Let's do it together. Yeah, just like old times. <laughs> <laughs> As she points towards one of the <laughs> one of the fish people uh, to the top right. Okay, so the Sahagwin that is closest to the gnome. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you both throw these items at Sahagwin. Yes. All right. Dodge so, this bitch. <laughs> so I'm gonna say. Instead of having you both roll separately, I'm just going to go ahead and say that you have advantage on the attack. This Sahagwin was not affected by the fairy fire spell that she casted. So we'll oh. say with, <laughs> and we'll just say for, for rule purposes in the game, Rainy's giving you advantage because it's going to dodge Rainy's, but by dodging Rainy's, it makes it easier for yours to hit it, if that makes any okay. sense. Okay. Yes. So, so Des, go ahead and roll an attack roll. With, you can use your unarmed strike if you want because that's based off your decks. So that would work. So we'll here we go. A 12, and that will hit. Woo! Yeah, so roll your unarmed or hit your unarmed strike to see what how much damage it will do. All right, so five damage. So I'm going to make a roll real quick. So let's just say that <laughs> I know it was a precipitation, or no, it was actual water that Randy created. It was not precipitation, it was shaped water. Shape water. So let's just say, Des, you throw the water so freaking hard that it slams up against the Sahagwin, who lives in water, and it deals five points of damage. <laughs> and as it does so, you hit it so hard in the face, it dodges the one that Rainy threw, but by dodging it, it leaves itself defenseless against Des's throw. And as Des throws it, your biceps and your triceps on your arm grow slightly as you throw it so hard. It curves and it smacks the Sahagwin directly in the face for five damage. And that five damage that you hit it for, it knocks some of the Sahagwin's teeth out. It almost barrels over to the side unconscious. Almost. It's oh my hurt. Goodness. It's hurt. 
Yeah, take that hot sauce. How you like That's that? And the gnome, the gnome who is in front of the Sahawans, not seeing any of you guys throw anything, not seeing any <laughs> of you casting spells. He's just like, yeah, I am magical. Let's go. <laughs> he thinks he's doing all this. He's so precious. We have to protect him. <laughs> uh, Des, do you move anywhere or do you stay where you're at? I, I'll, I'll go closer. Uh, how many moves can I go? Hold on, let me check. You have a speed of, I think, 40? 35 or 40? 40? Okay, yeah. So each um, square is five. I go towards the fish people, the first one that we just hit. Okay, so you want to go up next to the gnome. The gnome. Uh, yeah, so it's it's the Sahaguin that's further back here. That's next to the gnome here. Yes, let's go to the gnome. All right. So you uh, rush down the stairs past Benno, Pio, and Takoshi. You're now standing next to this small gnome who's about 3'8 in height, and he slowly looks over his left shoulder up at Dez. Now he just goes, hey, you here to join me? I'm doing so much work, man. You've been... Never mind. Yeah, let's do it! Yeah! Let's fuck him up! <laughs> Alright, Benno, it is now your turn. Is the gnome still hugging onto the fish, or is he standing on his own now? He's standing on his own. Alright, I'm gonna have uh, Sakoshi run forward between the gnome's leg, so that he's now mounted <laughs> on the iron turtle. Oh god! <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Sakoshi, your still defender, goes under the gnome, it picks him up, so he's now riding Sakoshi. The gnome looks yeah. down. Ah! What the heck? Oh my god, look! I have my own mount! My own speed! I am invincible! That's it. I'm gonna have Benno move forward, and I can reach the uh, fish man from here with my halberd, right? I think you can. It has, it, it has reached. Yes, you may. Yes, you can. Right. So I'm gonna stab over the gnome into the fish man. Okay, so make an attack roll with your halberd. Ooh, 17 is... That's a good one, so that will hit. Seven slashing damage. All right, sweet. As you take your halberd, you swing it violently over the gnome's head or next to his shoulders, however you do it, and you strike the Sahagwin so hard that you lop its head off, clean off, and the head goes flying into the ocean and the body drops down onto the ship as blood gushes out of its now headless body and as it drops there the gnome looks down at it <laughs> i am so good <laughs> this gnome is invincible <laughs> i threw you down here for a reason <laughs> <laughs> and benno you can you can still do a bonus action or, or move around whatever you want to do are you having Sakoshi charged at the incoming? Yeah. Oh my god! Okay, so the, the the gnome's still on Sakoshi, so I'll move the gnome as well. All right. And can Sakoshi still do its own attack? Well, yes, yes, or... yes. Okay, Sakoshi so can still attack. attack. Okay, so go ahead and attack with Sakoshi. You'd uh, and as Sakoshi charges forth, the gnome points with his left hand. Charge, my faithful steed! Charge! And as he's charging, that's a 16. That is going to hit the Sahagwins for seven force damage. Sakoshi charges into the Sahagwin, slamming into it, and it deals seven force damage. Nice. The Sahagwin is pushed back slightly and looks down at the gnome, and Sakoshi is just, yeah, yeah! it's angry. 
But it is now its turn unless there's anything else you can do, which I don't think there is, Benno. I think that's it. Okay. So it is now this Hogwarts turn. There are three left on the boat still. The one that's closest to Sukosh that just got attacked, it's going to step forward a few feet, not far enough to where it's leaving your threat range, Sukoshi and the gnome. But it's going to go ahead and attack the gnome on Sukoshi. I rolled an 18. That's going to hit. And the spear stabs into the gnome's side for five damage. The gnome goes, ah! It's but a flesh wound! I'll heal up! And the other Sahagwins, the one that's to the south, closer to where Captain hit the Sahagwin off the ship, it's going to charge forth. What it's doing is it is now going into... Actually, no, it can't do this just yet. It is going to charge forward, though. It does have a 30 feet movement. It's using a dash. It's using its action to do double movement. So it is now next to Rainy. It rushes up the <laughs> stairs towards Rainy. It's not able to attack you, Rainy, because it had to use an action to use dash to move twice as much. But you see the Sahagwin charging at you, Rainy. The next turn it gets, it will attack you. The other Sahagwin, the third one, comes up to Sakoshi as well. And it's, or, yeah, Sakoshi, and it's going to attack with a spear, and it has advantage because the gnome is now surrounded. And it's going to hit the gnome for an additional two points of damage, and the gnome gets stabbed in the side with the second spear. Ah! I'm not feeling so good! Gods, allow me the strength to defeat these evil fishmen! And the other two that were underwater, they both now pop their heads up. And as they pop their heads up from the ocean, they're going to try to climb. And as they're climbing midway for their movement, they're able to get to the edge of the boat. They're not able to get onto the boat. And they both look at what's happening and that they see that one of their allies is headless, lying on the ship's floor. So the two of them shake. They look at each other. One is burnt from P.O.'s sacred flame attack, and the other one had the hot sauce splashed all over it. They're looking at each other, and they shake their heads, and they're, they are in agreement. They both jump off the side of the boat, and they begin to swim away. They don't, they don't want anything to do with you. <laughs> Psychologically damaged. Yes! Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> one way to take them out. It is now she's turn again. The gnome is dying, but yes. not dead yet. Yes. Uh, what is the range on Cure Wounds? Cure Wounds, I believe, is a touch. Uh, I'll yeah, let it's a me... touch. Okay. It's a touch. You do have, yeah. I think, a bonus action spell. I think you have Healing Word. Oh, I do you? have Healing Word, yeah. So you can use your bonus people. action. Yeah, you can use your bonus action to heal him. Okay. So as a bonus action, I will do that first off. Okay. So Using the random gnome that came from a natural one dice roll. Okay. For five points of damage, you're able to heal. So after the second spear stabs the gnome, he instantly begins to heal for five damage, and he's just like, <laughs> the gods are on my side! And you still have your action and your movement. As, as I'm casting that, I'll also say, you get him, little guy. <laughs> um, and then for my action... So the guy closest to me, the the Sahagwin, I will, I guess I'll cast a Moonbeam. Okay, nice. It's okay, so a one five that... foot radius, so it should just be his square. All right. So as the Sahagwin charges up those stairs towards Rainy, she, after healing the random gnome, 
you cast another spell, Moonbeam, and when a creature enters the spell's area for the first time, or if it starts to turn there, it is engulfed in ghostly flames that cause searing pain, and it must make a constitution saving throw. It takes 2d10 radiant damage on a failed save, or if it succeeds, it takes half as much damage. So I have to make a saving throw. I have to beat the 14 on constitution. I rolled a 12, but let me add whatever the Sahagwan's constitution is, which is a 1. That's 13, so I still fail. So it takes 2d10 radiant damage. Go ahead and roll 2d10 damage. Whoa! 16! Okay! Alright, 16 points of radiant damage as the Sahagwan hisses out at Rainy's face. It feels this burning radiant energy begins to attack its scales and its body begins to smoke from the attack, the moonbeam. Rainy, you see this light from up above, a pale beam shines down onto this Sahagwan as it's hissing out and smoking. It's not dead, but it's really hurt after that attack. Wait, we forgot the banner. <laughs> Get the panko! Someone run downstairs. <laughs> oh my god, Ben, I'll go get some some food stuff, man. Uh, yeah, get it ready. <laughs> We're having dinner tonight. Uh, we eating I'll good. Start the fire. <laughs> uh, you need a hand in that? <laughs> Heard the cheeks are sweet. Oh god. <laughs> Wait, no, I meant the face cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> so she, you can still make a movement if you want, or you can stand your ground where you're at. Uh, I'm going to step further back, probably just under the mast right there. I think. All right, so you step about about five or so feet away from the Sahagwan you just dealt damage to. All right, P.O., it is now your turn. Yes. Uh, oh, no, oh. I- I'm sorry. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. Go ahead. Um, Go ahead. Uh, did I do a free action? I don't no, you did I not. Did. Nope. Um, as a free action, could I start tying the rope to the tuna that I grabbed? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll let you do that. Okay, thanks. I think I'm going to first move right next to the side of the captain, because this this man's driving. We we need him to have clear focus. Okay. <laughs> so that means we got to get rid of this fish, man. We got to get him ready and toasted for, so, that, okay. for that fish and chips. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. So, I'm sorry for this poor man, but I'm going to have to set you on fire. You just got hit, but I got to set you on fire, sir. All right, so you rush next to Rainy and the orc that's driving the ship. Ah, oh, God, I rolled 13. I lower than a 15. These dice hate me tonight. <laughs> All right, so it failed for, that's three, rigged. for three points of sacred flame damage, radiant damage. So after the 16, that's a total of 19 points of damage. So with that, the Sahagwin drops to both of its knees. It's not dead, but it's really hurt. It's like, <laughs> You do anything else, Pio? It's not dead, but it's 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 close to being dead. I have nothing after that. I want to just pat the cat. Pio's gonna pat um, the orc man and pat him and say, "Good job. Just keep driving. Keep going. We got this handled. Fish and okay. chips is on us tonight." <laughs> do you do anything with your bonus actions? I think I just won't use any. I don't think I have anything that I can use particularly. Okay. All right, Rainy, it is now your turn. You have this okay. Sahagwin right next to you who has dropped to both knees in pain. I have a question for Benno, if he can hear me from all the way over there. 
Yeah, you can you can yell out so. Deno. Okay, I'm gonna yell at Deno. Hey, is this edible? <laughs> Since you're the chef. Yes. Oh god. Yes. This is tonight. Oh god. All right, nobody move. Nobody <laughs> keep this one just barely alive because it's fresher that way. I want I want it to be as fresh as possible. Uh, the other two, the other two can go. <laughs> It's on his knees. Do I have to restrain it? No. So what you can do, it's on its knees, which means it's it's just describing how badly it's hurt. It can still move. It just has to get up and start moving away. So if you want to restrain it, I would say you can knock it out. Just go ahead and attack it and deal damage, like non-lethal damage. Or you can just attack it and kill it. But if you just want to restrain it, just go ahead and do an attack and just say you're knocking it out. If you do enough damage to knock it out, it's pretty hurt though. So whatever you do, unless you roll a one, it's probably going to die or fall unconscious. And remember, you have advantage on attacking it because of she's spell from the prior. <gasps> I have no idea what that means, but I'm going to assume it's a good thing. It is. It's a good thing. Okay. <laughs> Tartar sauce. Okay. So we're all in agreement. We're going to eat this one. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, fish. God. Can I taste it? Like, can I lick it? Uh, I mean, you, <laughs> I mean, you can, but it might stab you for doing that. It's gonna think you're weird. <laughs> it's gonna look at you like you're a creep. Care what a fish thinks of me? You're a fish. <laughs> Your opinions mean nothing to me. Oh my god! I mean, it's. I mean, it's a fish monster that has that lives in a society of Sahagans, but I mean... Okay, even less reason to give a shit is a monster. <laughs> I mean, you can lick it if you want to lick it. Okay, first I need to knock it out. I would like to knock it out with something. Uh, what can I knock it out with? You can just say you, you can knock it out with your, your whip or your, your dagger, the blunt end of your dagger or whatever. Uh, yes, I want to knock it out. So because you rolled a 19 for, oh my god, 8 points of damage. Alright, you take your dagger, Rainy, and you slam the blunt end of your dagger across its face for 8 damage. That is way more than enough HP to hit it, to knock it out. It drops to the ground. You wanted to knock it unconscious, or did you want to kill it? Unconscious. I want okay. it to be fresh. Okay, so you knock him unconscious, and it drops to the ground, its eyes roll back into its head and it is now out it is passed out on the floor <laughs> fish head curry oh my god <laughs> all right so there's only two sahagwin left with that being uh, the did case. the wait did the two uh sahagwins see it get knocked out and just us kind of looking at it like steak dinner the other two sahagwins yeah are yes. they seeing this they are, but I won't describe what they're doing until it's their turn. Okay. All right. Just want to make sure that they're, <laughs> you, they're in for you, it. Do you use your free action to lick it? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. So as you lick the scale of this unconscious Sahagwin, ugh, I'm shivering. Go ahead and make me a constitution saving throw. Oh, my God. You rolled 19. Okay. <laughs> All right, so if you rolled low, you were going to throw up. But oh. because you rolled high, as you lick the unconscious Sahagwin, I don't think I've ever, in the 
12, 10 years of whatever I've been DMing had a player lick a unde- or an unconscious Sahagun <laughs> before. This, I guess there's a first for everything. We're whole crew furries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm seeing that now. You got sushi. <laughs> you lick, you lick the scaly sahagwin, and it's somewhat slimy. It doesn't necessarily taste all that appeasing, but with a 19, you don't throw up, and it's salty. And for the most part, you get the idea that it might be good in a stew or or something. Sushi. <laughs> all right. With that, then, do you move anywhere, or do you stay there licking this? Undead, this unconscious Sahagwin. Foodie, I'm gonna stay with the food. Okay. Ben, oh, I'm sorry, Dez, it is now your turn. Am I allowed to move before I. Yes. So I could go next to it? Okay. Yep, you can move before or after an attack or in the middle of an attack, yeah. Okay, I move right up next to this uh, Sahagwin. Okay, that's close to the gnome. All right. And I do quarter staff. Oh, okay. You're attacking with the quarter staff. Okay. Yes. So remember, you have advantage because of the spell that she casted. So you okay. you spin out your quarter staff to smack it. Do you use it one hand or two hand? I use two hands. Okay, two hand will do more damage. Good choice. <laughs> All right, you got a twenty-two, so you do hit to roll your. But nine, bitch. Oh my, nine damage. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> So you go with your quarter step and you smack the side of it like a like a baseball bat hitting a baseball, and it is head is ringing from side to side. It almost falls unconscious. Nine damage is not enough to knock it out just yet. However, remember you are a monk, Des. That was your action. You do have key points. If you spend one of your key points, you can do your flurry of blows attacks, which gives you two more attacks, unarmed strike attacks. If you want to do it. Des grabs the uh, the fish people by the gills and looks straight into its eyes, nose to nose. Oh, you're still awake? Oh, you want to go for another? <laughs> With your flurry of blows, you're able to attack two more times using a key point. So go down the 20 will hit. So do your damage. Oh my god, nine points of damage. Okay. So you are able to knock out this Sahag one. You grab it face to face. And its eye, its head is ringing as it looks at you. It begins to shake its head like, no, no. You can't understand it, but that's what you're thinking it's saying. And as you do so, it flies to the ground unconscious. <laughs> and when it drops to the ground, the gnome looks over his shoulder because it's right next to him. And he looks over his shoulder at Dez and he goes, wow, that's some badass shit there, shifter. I like it. Right back at you, Nomi. All right. Are you still alive? The Sahagwin's knocked out. Oh, I had my... I had this then. <laughs> okay. All right, Benno, it is your turn. There's only one last Sahagwin left that's that's conscious, and it is... I'll explain what it does if it doesn't go unconscious this round. You guys are... Quick, knock it out! <laughs> knock it out! More food. More. I'm gonna run up here beside the gnome. I'm gonna smack it. Sideways across the head with the back of my halberd, the darling. Okay. Try and knock it out. So you have advantage. Oh, that's you rolled high with both. So you'll take the 23. That will definitely hit. So roll your damage. All right. So you deal five slashing damage to the Sahagwin. It's not enough to knock it out, but you draw blood. Anything else? Can I use my bonus action to trip it? So tripping would technically be an attack. So you wouldn't be able to use your bonus action. You could use. 
if you have a spell, you can use a bonus action unless you have it'd have to be a bonus action spell unless you specifically right. have a skill bonus action for being an artificer. But I don't think I don't think there's anything. Use the Koshi then to headbutt it in the kneecap. Definitely can do that. So go ahead and attack with Sakoshi. The Nomi homie. And you have advantage of 14. 14 will hit. So go ahead and do damage. For an additional 5 force damage. So you hit it in the kneecap after you slash it. The Sahagwin almost falls to the side. It holds on to its kneecap after Sakoshi just slams into it. It's now bleeding from its side where you cut it with your halberd. It's in pain. It's not unconscious yet. But it's hurting badly. Now it would be the enemy's turn. This is the only Sahagwin left. It's starting to freak out. It's beginning to realize that you are all the monsters and they are not. And it sees its allies knocked out. It sees fucking Rainy over there licking its unconscious ally. He's fucking freaked out. So he's going to turn around and begin running away to attempt to dive off the ship while he still can. You hurt him pretty badly, Benno. Sakoshi and Benno hit this Sahagwin for a total of 10 damage, so he's pretty hurt. Sakoshi still has movement, right? Yes. Nice so, yeah, you can. But also, I was going to say, because it's running away from your threat range, you, Benno, and Sakoshi can use a reaction to attack it, what's called an attack of opportunity. Whenever you leave the threat range running away from an enemy, the enemy can use a reaction to attack for free. So you and Sakoshi could potentially hit it again if you want. All right. I'll do so, that instead. Yeah, so I'd say go ahead and roll your Halbert and Sakoshi's attack again to see if you hit. And you still have advantage. Sakoshi hits. Oh my god! So because you have advantage on your Halbert, you rolled a natural 20 for a total of 24. That's a critical. Go ahead and do the damage for both the attacks. Sakoshi does 7, and you do 13 points of damage with your Halbert. I will let you, Benno, I'll let you describe how you kill or knock out this Sagwin as it turns around to run away. What do you do? Alright, Sakoshi's gonna uh, headbutt the other kneecap as it's trying to run for the rails. And as it's falling down, I'm gonna bring the halberd up in an upswing and just crack it across the forehead with the back of the halberd, knocking it out. So, before the Sahagwin can get away, Benno and Sakoshi do additional damage, knocking it out. It drops to the ground unconscious. The Sahagwins that are on the ship, all three of them are now unconscious. The other two ran away. It was probably a good thing they ran away because you guys are all fucking monsters. And the orc, he looks at you all. Oh my god! Good work, guys! Lads and lasses, you've done your part! I think that's it for the Zahogwins. And the gnome, he looks up at Benno. Hey, that was pretty good, man! Not bad. Not as cool as me, but you did good, buddy. And with that... You are all left to your own devices. What do you all do after you knock out all of the Sahagwin? We take the fish to the kitchen. Oh my god. <laughs> we cook oh. it alive. <laughs> Alright, so I'm glad this worked the way it did because this battle was supposed to be a refresher that we had last time. So you guys did a wonderful job. Good stuff, guys. As the team heads back down below the deck, you take the three Sahagwin to the kitchen. Kolme is awake at this point due to all of the loud combat that was taking place up above. And as you all go, I mean, if you all go down there, whoever wants to go down there, man. Whoever goes down with the Sahagwin, Kolme, he's looking at all of you. Ah, oh, those are Sahagwin. What are you doing with those things? I'm gonna eat them. You're gonna do Fresh. what? Eat Sahagwin? 
I cannot taste good, I promise you that. Uh, they're monsters. Why would you want to eat them? Well, have you ever tried it? No, but they're monsters. A well, bit of seasoning can go a long way. <laughs> uh, I'll stick to my regular fish. And he lays back down. I'm assuming you healthy young lads and lasses were able to kill all the Sahagwin then. Oh no, no, no. <laughs> you could not be more wrong. Oh, the, there's more? No, there's only one, but it's not dead. Oh, oh go and do whatever you're gonna do. I'm going back to sleep. My ribs still hurt. Okay, Beno, you, it's, your, it's your time to shine. Do whatever you want with the food in terms of recipe. <laughs> Stir frying sounds good. The orc. Oh, we are battering it. <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'm gonna bleed out one of the hog ones and use the shoulders to make beer battered fish and chips. Oh my god! I'm gonna use the slice of the sashimi. Yum. Set the head aside for curry tomorrow. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna slice and smoke for preserving. Got a full meal. So, They're too tied up in the kitchen for later. Remember, Turaco is the orc, the leader of the orc crew of the ship. He he sees you all coming down with these Sahagwans. He sees you going to the kitchen and he just looks at you. Oh my gosh. You're cooking the Sahagwans. I guess I've never attempted to eat Sahagwan before, but I mean... That's extra supplies that we have. Some extra rations. Not bad of a choice. Thank you so much for helping. Thank you for helping us and protecting the ship. I really appreciate it. My men and I, we're not very much of fighters, and we're all still hurt from the soldiers of Koldar during the attack. So, my men and I, you have our thanks. I'll take my payment in fish. Oh, very well. When we hit... Well, we hit the na- the island of Tagomi. I'll definitely be sure to give you guys a bit more payment for what you've done. But um, by all means, you have access to the kitchen. I'm going to go rest up a bit. We should reach Tagomi Islands the next couple of days. It's not much farther from where we're at. And Turako, he's going to walk away and he's going to get into one of the hammocks to rest up while you guys do whatever you're doing. Uh, Benno, you're able to cook up these Sahagwins. And you do a mighty fine job doing so. And as you do so, the day quickly goes by. It is now nighttime. Night now hits, so you all begin to feel somewhat drowsy. Not, I don't want to say drowsy, but somewhat tired from your travels. It's been a long day due to everything that's happened. And it's about 11 o'clock at night. The moon is out, shining down over you. And the rest of the trip so far has been peaceful. No other Sahagans have attacked the boat, but it is now the opportunity giving, I'm giving the opportunity for all of you to rest up for the night, depending on what you're doing. So what are you all doing at 11 o'clock PM? Are you all surrounding or sitting at a table chatting with one another or what's going on? Should I, should I say my plan? Does it matter if I say it now? No, no, go ahead and say it. Okay. What's your plan? So the fish that I was tying to the rope, uh, at dawn, I want to go up and uh, try fishing off the deck of the boat with it. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can definitely do that. Yeah. Anyone else? Does anyone else do anything? Are you all kind of going to take a, a rest on the hammocks that are available? Pour off the uh, contents of my alchemy jug into another container so that I can refill by morning. 
Okay. Oh. Okay. Pio, Des, and Rainy, are any of you three do anything? Or are you going to try and get some shut eye now that it's um, peaceful? The top of the ship, fine now. Yeah, yeah. There's still one of the crew members is still up above steering the ship. He's going to be taking over for the night, so it is available. It is not dangerous. You feel if you're going up there. Oh. If you're going up there, I was going to say the, the gnome during the time that you all quickly went down to, to cook the fish. It seemed like you all were in a hurry. I forgot to mention the gnome. I forgot he was even here. But uh, he, he stays he stays up above as you all go down. And he didn't want to go down below. He wanted to stay up on deck. So we'll go ahead and say you guys are also worried about the Sahagans. You didn't really chat with the gnome. But before, well, well, let's backtrack really quick. Before you all went down. The gnome introduced himself, and we'll go ahead and role play that really quick. We'll just say this happened prior to what we just did. But after you guys kill the Sagwin, you're about to go downstairs. The, the gnome looks at all of you. My goodness! Did you all see what I did? It is nice to meet you. I am Biggie Smalley. What are your name? Can we cook him too? <laughs> what are you talking about? Don't cook me. I'm not a Sagwin. I'm a gnome. You had your fill, she. <laughs> I had what? Pretty... She had your fill. You're not cooking me. Stay away from me. He points over at she. You stay away from me. I read it in a book once. Gnomes have a particular spiciness in their skin. Well, you know what? That's not true. Whatever books you're reading, the author's crazy. Not true? Then give me a lick. No. Why would I do that? This is starting to turn into a licking session. <laughs> The listeners are probably thinking, what the fuck right about now? <laughs> <laughs> hey, gnome, what was your name again? I'm Biggie Smalley. What's your name? As I put my hands down to my knees and bend towards his height, get to his height. My name is Des. Where are oh, you from? Pleasure to meet you, Des. I'm actually from long, long ways from here. I'm from a place called Terrister. It's another continent. Why the hell are you in a barrel? Well, I traveled all the way to Ashai because I wanted to visit Aloria. I heard that the dwarves there at Tuda Mountains were really well known for some of their artificery stuff. So I came all the way here to do a quick visit. But when I caught here to Dolren, we were attacked by soldiers and I'm not a fighter. So I hid in a barrel. It was the best thing I could do. And then I guess one of you picked it up. He points over at Benno. It was you that picked me up, wasn't it? You kicked me down the stairs! That's mean! There you go, Angela. Hey, Benno. Now I'm gonna pour him off a, a pint of beer from my alchemy jar. Tell him he's done a good job. Oh, is that beer? Only the finest. Oh my goodness, don't mind if I do! He takes the jar with both of his hands, and he begins to gulp it down. Whack, whack, whack. Oh, this is delicious! <coughs> Anyways, what are you all doing here? Were you all trying to flee too? Or are you Koldarians as well? Well, if we were Koldarians, I'd, I don't know. I doubt we'd be here right now. <laughs> I think we'd be back at, over at town where we were before. That, I guess that's true. You're not wearing any of the armor that they were wearing either. You know, I, I really don't know what the Koldarians are or who they are. I don't know much about the continent of Ashai. But all I knew was I had to get the heck out of there and I had to hide. Where are we going now? I have no idea that troll over there was actually just going to bring us. We got attacked over at the port where I was working, and we all just happened to be there. 
And we found each other. And then we got into the ship where we found you. Ah, the so wind- you have no idea where you're going. Nope. The winds say we're heading to Togami Isle. Oh, wait a minute. I think I know where that place is. That's a, that's an island off of the Iwatsuni Isles. We passed it to get to Aloria. I remember seeing it. I never stopped there. I know where we're going. It should be fine, I think. It's away from uh, these crazy Koftarians. Well, you know, that's the case. Again, I'm uh, I'm Biggie Smalley. Pleasure to meet you. And I am a traveler with exquisite tastes. And I like to learn new things, especially when it comes to magics and stuff. Y'all saw me in battle, right? Those things were not, they were not in, you know, nothing against me. My muscles and my magic were too good. You oh, were almost yeah. eaten. It's a good thing we preserved you. <laughs> what do you mean, preserve? Why do, you always, why do you always talk like that? You're weird. <laughs> I'm not weird. I'm joking. hungry. <laughs> well, I, well, I'm not food, mister. Go down below and cook the damn Sahagwan that you just killed. I'll stay up here. You're not going to join us, Mr. Uh, Biggie Small. Biggie Smalls. Big, small Big Big. Small. I'm Biggie Smalley. Get it right. Okay, yeah, and I'm Foxy Poxy. Sure. All right, Foxy Poxy. Well, I'll be up here while you go and do whatever you're going to do. I actually have my own food on me. I have some nice rations. And he digs into one of his, his pouches on his belt, and he pulls out some crackers and some cheeses. Look, I have crackers and cheese. Hey, I'll trade you my sandwich for some of those. What kind of sandwich? Cheese and ham sandwich. No, not worth it. No, thank you. Mm. All right, sit yourself. Okay. <laughs> well, y'all have fun down there cooking the, the weird Sahagwins. I want to stay up here. All right, bask in your glory, little man. <laughs> All right, so we'll say you had that conversation, and then you guys went downstairs. Did what you did downstairs. And then Rainy came back up. You were coming back up, right, Rainy? Yeah. Okay, so as you come back up, it's 11 p.m. Again, you feel the breeze blowing up against your face. You see Biggie Smalley. He's lying down somewhat close to where the steering wheel is, up against one of the staircases, and he's trying to relax. But he doesn't seem to notice you come up the stairs. What are you doing? I'm kind of thinking back to... Everything that's kind of happened so far and relieved to see my old friend and not necessarily friends right now, but these gangle of <laughs> gangle of weirdos that I stumbled <laughs> upon who are totally down for his chaotic energy. He's just oddly satisfied okay. <laughs> with how things have gone with them all. He's still kind of like, eh, should I trust them? As much as I do with my friend or not, but he's not against them either. And just kind of thinking to himself and... Okay. As you are doing so up above, since it's only you, one of the orcs steering the boat, and Biggie Smalley, as you're in your own thoughts, the item that we mentioned last time, the Devil's Dowry, last session after you did battle with the Koldarians, it began to glow somewhat and it it began to vibrate and you heard a voice if you remember and this time now that you're alone the devil's dowry begins to violently rumble again up against your body and it begins to have this dim like red glow to it it keeps keeps dimming on and off and you feel it vibrate 
And as it does so, you hear the same voice that you heard last time when it did this. And as it does so, you, this voice speaks out to you in your mind. It is I, Sezamir. You and your friends have done great. I require more of you to do this bidding. Free me from my shackles, and I shall provide you all of the power necessary to avoid the wild cards. And as it says this, Rainy, your mind, as it's speaking to you, it pulls you away from reality somewhat. You're still awake, you're still conscious, but instead of seeing physically what's in front of you, you don't see the ocean anymore. What you're now seeing is pure darkness, and there are these thick silver bars that are basically in a form of a cell. And inside of this cell, there is this silhouette. You can't tell what it is. It's just a silhouette of a, it looks like a humanoid of some kind. And attached to the silhouette, you can see these silver golden chains wrapped up all around what looks like the silhouette's arms and legs. But the voice that you're hearing is coming from the silhouette. And again, it just, it looks at you. And as it looks at you, the only thing you can see from the silhouette are these bright red eyes staring at you through this darkness from inside these, these, the silver cage. And again, it mentions, continue what you're doing and you shall free me from my shackles. The damned Koldarians will pay for what they've done to me. However, I know much about you, Rainy, and your old crew, the Wild Cards. You run away from them in fear of them finding you. Free me from my shackles, and you shall have the power to even destroy every single one of the Wild Cards. And that mouse shifter you call Dez, let her know that I know of her past as well. Her crew, Billy O.T., all live. However, they too are hidden as prisoners in a shy. If she continues down this path and ventures with you, you shall earn their freedom as well. As far as the one known as Benno, he has a family in the Tura Mountains. They are known as the Valentin tribe, dwarves that are artifices. Benno worries for his family. I can sense it. If you free me, I shall allow Benno the power to see his family as well. Now the other two, Pio and she. They will be perfect companions on the challenges on this upcoming adventure of yours. Keep them around you at all times. They will prove their usefulness. And as he says this, all of a sudden, the silhouette vanishes and you just see the ocean again. And if you're looking around, Rainy, kind of confused at what just happened. This has never happened to you before. As you're looking around, you can see Biggie Smalley. He is now lying on his side. He's got a pinky in his nose, picking at his nose. And he, he slowly looks over at you because he sees that you look somewhat confused and dazed. Ah, what the hell's wrong with you? You look like you've seen a ghost. What? I'm not confused. I was just 
thinking because I'm I'm a brave captain. <laughs> you wouldn't understand. You're just a noob. Wow, that's rude. <laughs> that is rude. You know what? Never. I was just trying to see if you're okay, but never mind. And he he turns he turns around. He begins to pick at his his right ear with his other pinky. You just feel the breeze, the wind now, and the waves in the distance. You do not hear this voice any longer. You do not see this silhouette. It all happens all too suddenly, Rainy. So it throws you off for sure. After listening to that, though, do you do anything else before I move on to the rest of the crew? I guess I'll go back and... Actually, no, I'll stay up on the on the ship and think about the, the devil's offer that I got and figure out a way to tell... Think about telling Des without sounding like a complete lunatic. Because <laughs> if I tell her all of this, like, Hey, I just saw this cool thing in front of me while I was just dozing off on the ship edge. Uh, some creepy... Some creepy god just talked to me, and thinking over all of it, it's gonna... I Captain feels like, no, I can't do that. She's gonna think I'm nuts, and she's <laughs> supposed to be the nutty one, <laughs> not me. Okay, so, okay. So we'll, we'll go ahead and move to the other two that are still awake that we haven't gotten to yet. Pio, you see Benno, he goes to the, the hammock to get some rest. It's you and Dez that are still awake at this time. Pia, what are you doing? It's 11 o'clock at night, and it's peaceful and quiet. I think uh, Pia will observe a bit and see there are not enough hammocks for necessarily everyone, since Captain's still up there, and, you know, that's here, and was resting. I think I'll just make a cozy little... I think I'll just sleep under the table, you know? Just okay. curl up, rest so you, up. You can do that. Yeah. All right, so you, you crawl under one of the tables and you just get a little cozy. And after that, then you, you're able to fall asleep. And I'm going to say everyone's going to get a good night's rest for the most part. So you don't have to regain HP. You're all still full HP. But the spell slots are going to all return to everybody. So you all gain your spells back. But Dez, what are you doing? You're the last one. So I want to get to you. What is your character doing? My character has a big plate of fish bones right in front of her. She's sitting on her chair and it's kind of like on two legs standing still with the it's back kind of leaning towards just it's just leaning back. Okay. And Des goes Oh my god. The chair starts falling and then she gets awoken and she looks around that everyone's asleep and she was just dreaming a bad dream. She doesn't really remember what it is, but she just says, whatever, and goes back to sleep. So as you go to sleep, Des, I'm going to go ahead and say this as well. While you're asleep, you begin to dream, and in your dream, the vision, I'm going to describe it the exact same thing that Rainy saw in his mind you see in your dreams. Again, you see this pure darkness with these silver bars that form a cage and you see the same silhouette that rainy saw in his mind however the voice speaks out to you this time des and as it does so it just spe- you can't really speak back to it. It, it when you try to talk back to it in your dream it doesn't necessarily respond to you in any way it just keeps talking what you do here from this voice mouth shifter i am sesamir I am a great, powerful one that has been locked away by the Koldarians of Ashai. 
continue down this adventure with Rainy and the rest of your allies, and I shall lead you to your old crew, Billy O.T. I hear one of the crew members, I believe it was the one with a... Uh, okay, I don't want to say Scottish accent because Scottish <laughs> doesn't exist in the world of reverence, <laughs> but the one with the Scottish accent I know you care for, and he yet lives, as well as the rest of your crew. Continue following this adventure. Help free me from these shackles, and you will be reunited with your old crew yet again. I know you have sailed here far from Tirasta. Ashai, you do not belong here. You belong back home on the land of Tirister with the Billy O.T. Do this, and you shall gain the power to find your crew. <laughs> and after he says this, Sesamir's voice fades away, and your dream now goes back to you eating whatever is your favorite food. And at that point, with that being the last character for the night, we're going to go ahead and say that everyone... <laughs> The night speeds by, and the rest of you are all able to get a decent night's rest. The only two that might seem somewhat troubled with sleeping, I would say, would be Dez and Rainy after the visions they both had. However, Dez is already asleep, and after th this dream that she has, it, it takes place within minutes. So for the most part, she's able to get some decent sleep. But when she wakes up, she might question that dream. She remembers it vividly. The only one that might have a hard time sleeping would be Rainy at this point. But everyone has full HP. Everyone's spells are back. And this is where we're going to end this episode of Taverns of Cavern Side Stories. Thanks, everyone. This is Haphazard DM. You can find me on Twitter at Haphazard DM or on Twitch at Haphazard DM. Thank you. I'm Des, and I played the Mouse Shifter Monk. I am also a Mouse VTuber on Twitch. Right now, I'm currently just using Twitch. You can find me at Desperos, D-E-S-P-O-R-O-U-S. It's very hard to spell, but <laughs> I, I post all my socials there, but I'm currently just using Twitch. Hello, I played the captain. I promise he's not as mean as it sounds. <laughs> but yeah, I played the, the shifty fox rule. I also do Twitch. My handle is just the same, Rainy Do, and I also have Instagram and Twitter, but I'm most active on my Discord server and Twitch. So, yeah, thank you. Thank you, everyone. I'm Slivnash, same on Twitter, and I've been she. I'm not. I've been Benner the Bear. I occasionally show up on the Rainy's channel doing collabs. Hi, I'm Pecan Pecan. You can pronounce it either way. I play as Pio, your shifter cleric cat who burns everything, I guess. <laughs> um, I do have. Social Instagram, Twitter, they're both by Palette U, P A L L E T E underscore Y U U. Please go check out Half Hazard and Desperos and Rainy Do. They're all great people. It's like Pichet Hazon. All right, well, thank you, Pecan. Those are all of our lovely players that played with us tonight. And again, listeners, please remember that they were all brand new to this DD demo and they all did such a wonderful job. Please. 
for everyone here that gave a shout out to their social medias or their channels on Twitches, please check them all out. They are all lovely, wonderful people. And a lot of them are amazing artists, believe it or not. They all made lovely art of their own characters. Definitely go to their channels to check out the artwork that they created. Again, thank you everyone. I really appreciate you all playing D&D with me tonight. With that, we'll go ahead and say goodbye here. Take care, everyone.